0: It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea hive Alverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Cregan's. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome
1: back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks, also available on Podcast One. Chris uh, on location today. We're kind of uh, unique uh, doing the show on a Monday today, fresh after the uh, one of the great uh, majors, maybe of all time, as just far as great golf goes. In that final round, uh, kind of reminiscent, maybe of uh, Phil a couple of years ago at the British Open with Stenson, when they both just played unbelievable golf for eighteen holes. It happened again uh, yesterday, and they kept saying on on the CBS Chris how. You know, take a look at this leaderboard. Say we're maybe you know five or six holes in, and the leaderboard was just stacked with all the best players in the world. It was extraordinary.
2: Yeah, yeah it was amazing. It, uh, yeah, as good a leaderboard as you're going to find. And gosh, the the, the level of play was incredible. And Kep's, Kepka just had he there was never a kink in his armor. He he was in total control of the whole the whole day very reminiscent of of, you know a couple weeks ago at the u.s open he just uh you know i think he only missed four greens yesterday and those greens he missed i mean there was never even a doubt that he was getting that he wasn't getting up and down he hit just some fantastic chip shots pitch shots and uh bunker shots and and just basically had two, three, four footers for, for pliers. So it was, it was an impressive performance.
1: Yeah. When he was in any kind of trouble, they, I think I heard a stat when he was maybe on 17, I think it was 17, uh, cause he was within 18 feet and they said he'd had 40 holes over the, the four days with 18 feet or less for birdie, <laughs> which is, you know, so he's got 40 birdie putts inside 18 feet over the four days. It's just unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> then you get Tiger. It's, it, it's, it's going to be hard to beat a guy when he hits it that close all
1: day. Yeah, and that and that long. I mean, you've uh, yeah. it was interesting a couple weeks ago we were talking about maybe the driver being the key club in the bag. And this particular setup, that was good for Tiger. He didn't have to use the driver near as often as uh, some majors. And uh, he was using the driving iron regularly, putting it down the middle when he uh, well not necessarily all the time <laughs> he missed all seven fairways in the uh, front nine on on uh, sunday and still was 3 under for the front nine which is pretty incredible <laughs>
2: yeah you know he, he, he the, i didn't get to see a lot of the the early play uh i saw the whole back nine but you know look, looking uh this morning on com, even though those he, they said he missed those fairways he was not far off
1: Right, that's a deceiving uh, stat. Yeah,
2: yeah. He he. Uh, even though he wasn't in the fairway, he wasn't in trouble either, and uh, that 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 was that's the key. If you if you do miss a fairway, is your is it's not costing you a shot or, or a couple shots? But uh, I, I thought his driver swing on the back nine uh, looks as good as it has in many years. Uh, he was. You know, he just looked comfortable over the ball. He wasn't forcing anything. You know, just coming on the stretch, he had some beautiful drives.
1: I think it was Dottie Pepper noted the uh, she was with him the whole day, and the uh, slow practice swings that he started to take, kind of almost in slow motion uh, before he hits, uh, seemed to maybe slow him down just enough uh, on the tee shots where he's not uh, not losing that. I mean, early in the week, he lost a few. Shots to the right, which he's been doing. And Then the, the for for some reason he's, he's I mean he's the greatest, maybe the greatest ever. Certainly conversation, and he uh, so often duck hooks one on number one. I mean it's really interesting.
2: <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's amazing when I you know back when Hank Caney was working with him, and I I during that time period I got I spent quite a bit of time with Hank, and you know it drove Hank crazy because he. Tiger rarely started off a round well. Where he, you know, he never eased into a round. He was always he, he was kind of always behind the eight ball, right on right from the get. You know, like at the Masters, he never drive the ball well off of one. And um, for whatever reason, he just has that uh, has that tendency where he he, str- he either struggles on driving it on a few key holes, uh, you know, each event, or he, you know, he just doesn't drive it well starting the day
1: off. Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? But uh, he always yeah. always recovers, and uh, certainly yeah. we saw a vintage Tiger. If you saw the back nine, Chris, you know uh, uh, just vintage shot after shot. He was in that, uh, hitting it to his distance, which he's so great at, and that distance appeared to be the nine iron yesterday. They mentioned it a couple times. I think he hit five nine irons, and they were all just lasers. You were <laughs> talking, yeah. I think it's the, is it the 16th? It's like a two... Two hundred and forty-eight yard par three, I believe, and the pin yes. tucked uh, back right. You see it. You saw a Tiger hit it in there about a foot away. Yeah, and then you see uh, uh, Kepka and Adam Scott, and they just go right after it too. And they're maybe six and eight feet, and then and, and uh, it was just incredible golf.
2: You know the 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 turn. Even though Kepka, Kepka was in full control, I didn't feel like he had you know, Sixteen was where he kind of sealed the deal. When he when he hit his he I think he hit uh, six iron there, <laughs> six iron, one hundred and forty eight yards, and he hits it to about four or five feet. I thought, yeah, th- he is uh, he is in full control. He is not going to lose this event.
1: Yeah, then Scott did run in his birdie and to stay right there and had a chance to. Uh, he missed a big birdie on on seventeen from about eight feet. That would have made it a one-shot lead with one to go, which is a lot yeah. different than a two-shot lead on the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there was another yeah. shot. Tiger was in trouble one time, but the uh, Adam Scott had one bad drive. He's got such a beautiful swing, and he hooked one left, and uh, they were worried he's he's just buried in the woods. And then he had an opening, and I think it was two oh four to another back right pin. And he just stiffed it about seven feet away out of yeah. the deep woods. I just thought, yeah. wow, these guys are playing great. It was just fantastic. Yeah, phenomenal. And uh, you always say the needle moves, and it did again. Uh, Tiger, <laughs> the ratings only went up 89% uh, went well, from, from, from last year. So uh, wow. that, that's a fairly big increase. And the galleries were fun to see. And, uh you could see as the round went on, and Tiger realized, you know, I got a chance. I got it, and then it gets late in the round. He still got a chance. He kind of started that. You could see that old competitive look, that little fist bump when he'd make a shot here or there. And uh, he did have the one bogey on the back, and that was probably, probably what did him in, though, with uh, Kepka being so steady. But
2: uh, I
1: don't know. Kepkas are going to be around a long time, isn't he, Chris?
2: He, he is. I uh, I hope his continues like it like it has um i mean what what a competitor what a uh you know these these three majors that you want that he's won i mean he's just i said earlier in, in just in total control of his golf ball and just seems to nothing nothing phases him i i can't wait to see him next month on the Ryder cup
1: well, that's yeah. We'll we'll talk about that a little in the last section because that's still coming up. There's there's a lot of great golf left, even though the fourth uh, major is over and done. But all of a sudden, Kepka, it's the, the the funny way they have the uh, rankings over. that kind of spread it over a little bit too long a time, in my opinion. He's not number one yet, but I mean, he's won three majors in two years. Uh, if you're not the number one player in the world, you better be in the conversation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, you know, speaking of the majors, uh, on Saturdays air, when we air the show on Saturday, it'll only be two hundred and thirty-seven days until the Masters max, so. <laughs> <laughs> and not that many till then, which is kind of depressing. When
1: you think yeah, it about is it. a little bit. <laughs> We've got a good uh, guest coming up, Ian Highfield from uh, Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy, Chris. That'll be fun. And uh, right now, you're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on thirteen eighty KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. Chris on the golf course. So we're talking to one of his colleagues at Uh, Craigins, uh Chuck Kletkatsky is with us. And, uh, Chuck, we've got some exciting news we've been talking about a little bit over the summer. Boy, golf in Minnesota had a lot of great exciting news. Uh, director of golf up there yourself. And we want to talk about this uh, event that's coming up. I think the Pro-Am is the 22nd of August. Is that correct?
3: Um, it's actually going to be, it is on uh, August 22nd, the Brainerd Lakes Area Tour Showcase. So it's the, uh, what we hope is the inaugural event that uh, eventually leads to a web.com event uh, coming to the Brainerd Lakes area. So uh, this year it's just going to be a one-day event. Uh, some of the guys are going to come in early, play some area golf courses. I think they're going to play over at the Classic on Tuesday, um, just socially. And then that's a one-day event on uh, Wednesday the 22nd here at uh, Cragen's Legacy.
1: Okay, yeah, and we're going to be involved. I'm lucky enough to maybe play that day with, uh, who knows, maybe I'll get with one of the McKenzie Tour guys and he can show me what to do. (laughs) So the Pro-Am event, that's kind of fun, and then uh, the whole thing, uh, the genesis of it, we had Ron Sanders on the show with us a month or so ago, Chuck, and uh, he's been out there kind of uh, certainly beating the drum and uh, been point man on this uh, in a lot of areas, but the inaugural event with the long-term goal of a web.com tour coming to the Legacy Courses, right?
3: Yes, uh, we would love to uh, have that happen. Uh, this is the first uh, first year. Next year we're hoping to grow uh, the purse to have a $100,000 purse and have the web.com uh, players come and uh, participate. It wouldn't be an official event yet, but hopefully through this year and through next year uh, that will catch the eye of the web.com uh, or the PGA Tour actually sets the sets the Web.com schedule, and hopefully we can catch their eye. And if they have an opening uh, in their schedule, I believe it's an 18-week uh, schedule that the Web.com plays, that they would uh, look to Brainerd and uh, Craigans and the whole uh, community to to host that uh, that uh, Web.com event.
1: Boy, how fantastic! Just uh, you know, Twin Cities getting the PGA event and an LPGA event. It seems like golf is a really, really. A, it's a good timing, is what I'm trying to say for for our area and uh, perhaps that Web.com tour. That would be fabulous.
3: Yeah, it'd be great. And the the beauty of it is, is that you know one of our principal reasons for putting this event together is to raise money for charity. And this year's ski goal is going to be a uh, the major benefactor of that. And it's taken the uh, Basically the uh, contributions and the generosity of of local businesses um, in the Brainerd Lakes area as well as in Saint. Cloud and in the Twin Cities um, these companies coming up with sponsorship dollars that uh, you know working together we can pool and you know hopefully give a nice uh, a nice donation even in this first year uh, back to skigo, which is a community a community place a lot of people uh, you know ski there their kids have skied there <laughs> and uh, that's something that's that's near and dear to Dutch Kragan's heart too. You know, him and Irma over the years have helped support that, and and a ton of uh, a ton of people in the community. You know, Skegell has been uh, you know an important part of it, and and we're just trying to kind of glean onto that and and work together to help keep it going.
1: Great idea. Places like Skegell get us through the winter, don't they, Chuck? They
3: do. Hopefully, the between. The uh, all the great golf in the Brainerd Lakes area. We can get through the <laughs> summer, but uh, we do need something to do in the winter.
1: Yeah, we do. And uh, we, uh, local sponsors, Chuck, can't ever put together an event like this without some great local sponsors. I know you want to uh, take a little time and thank them as well.
3: Yeah, it's true. I mean, we've got uh, we've got printing sponsors. We've got. Uh, um We've got legal sponsors. There's all sorts of uh, things. Ron's been doing a great job of uh, of getting a lot of different people involved. and in, And in Donlinger Automotive, um, you know, they're our title sponsor this year, and um, you know, Excel Energy is our presenting sponsor. So it's just it's it's fun to work with uh, w- with different companies in the community and and bring people together. And you know hopefully, uh, you know, really showcase showcase Brainerd and all that there is to offer. Um, we're going to have a fishing event for the pros and some of the celebrities on uh, Tuesday. Uh, get them out with some guides locally and that kind of stuff. So, you know, our... our our long-term goal truly is to showcase all that Brainerd has to offer. So, you know, we'd love to work in the future to have, you know, have a big concert the night before and to have a couple pro-ams. Um, this year there's only the pro-am, but, you know, in the future it would be pro-ams in the days leading up to the tournament, and then the pros would be the actual ones playing in a, you know, a, a, a three-day or a four-day event.
1: Sure, yeah, with a with a nice purse. Yeah, that'll yep. and be a big draw. Talk, let's talk a little bit about the McKenzie Tour players. You're going to have some players from that tour, Chuck, and that's, a very similar tour to Web. dot com, only it's Canadian, correct?
3: That's correct. Yes, the uh, the Web. dot com uh, is the path to the PGA Tour, and the McKenzie Tour is the path onto the Canadian Tour. So, um, this year the Web. dot com season is ending. Um, it might have actually ended this weekend and uh, or last. So the, some of those players, we hope in the future are going to be available um, to to come, you know, kind of play in our event. And uh, this year the McKenzie Tour is in Winnipeg. Um, next weekend, and then some of them are going to come down to Brainerd in uh, in uh, and play in our event.
1: Boy, pretty thrilling because a lot of these guys, uh, well, we see a lot of guys on the PGA Tour that came off the Web.com. Web.com's done a great job of promoting themselves with that kind of that fun at the end of the year when 25 guys are going to make it to the tour and uh, it comes down to just uh just heartbreak or thrills you know for the guys who are right on the bubble yep. and, that's, and that's uh great that's players a,
3: that's uh that's something that's been exciting too um with for a lot of people in the community that um you know like to support um junior golf and and aspiring professionals and that kind of stuff and that's what we're hoping this event can can do is to give uh give some exposure to those guys and you know maybe they meet some meet some sponsors or they make some relationships that uh you know can help them out in their in their career as well
1: yeah i know you're going to be hearing uh, about the event quite a bit on our hubbard radio stations over the next uh, week or so uh really appreciate ron coming by and helping us with that and certainly appreciate dutch and all he does in the community and we're going to do a live broadcast up there on the Power Loon on uh, Wednesday morning, the day of the event, August 22nd, for uh, three hours or so. I'll be up there uh, and doing that. Dan will be back in the studio. So that'll be fun and uh, just kind of let people know what's happening the day of.
2: Yeah, we've got an exciting day planned.
3: Uh, we're going to have a registration and a breakfast at 9 a.m. and then uh, do the pairings reveal at 10, 11.30 shotgun, and then a nice dinner and awards ceremony following uh, Dave Mona, is going to be our MC and host a panel discussion um, with Matt Colleen from the Chamber and Eric Peterson, the General Manager over at Craigens, and just some different people in the golf uh, community um, and in the Brainerd Lakes area that that are uh, you know kind of keyed into what this sort of event can do for the community.
1: Oh, it's going to be great! It's uh, uh, thrilling to look down the road and uh, uh, one day maybe have a Web.com tour here, which is perfect with all the growth in uh, professional golf in Minnesota. Chuck, sure, appreciate you taking the time. I know I got you on short notice, but we really want to let people know about this great inaugural event. And uh, tell me the title one more time. It's the Tour Showcase?
3: Yep, the 2018 Brainerd Lakes Area Tour Showcase, uh, sponsored by Donlinger Automotive and presented by XL Energy. So exciting events.
1: Chuck, thanks a million for taking the time.
3: Thank you. Have a great day.
1: That's Chuck Kletkatsky at Siding Things Happening at uh, the Legacy Courses here in Brainerd. And uh, thank Chuck for coming on with us. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.
2: want to welcome to the show Ian Highfield. Ian is the co-founder of Game Like Training based out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Ian, uh, thanks for coming on the show.
4: Thanks for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. You, you guys are, um, you know, I, f- I follow what you do closely and uh, uh, putting out some great stuff on kind of performance and golf and and training for golf, the mental side. One of, one of the things we talk about, or I talk about on the show a lot, is uh, I always am asking people, are, are you practicing or are you exercising? And I, I think mo- most people go to the range and exercise rather than truly practice. And, and you guys really do a great job of, of helping people practice the right way and, and uh, you know, performing and, and kind of the mental side of the game. Give, it, give us a little background on game-like training.
4: Oh well, I mean, it, it, myself and Matthew, we we met a long time ago. Um, I was playing golf off three, four handicap, flirting in between, uh, sort of sh- shooting seventy eight, but could never get you know down to that under par round. Um, but I, I was playing pretty solid golf, and Matthew was a very uh, young uh, and enthusiastic PGA professional who started to look at more than just the golf swing. Uh, And from my time studying, I had a background in sport and exercise psychology. So there was me with with this passion in sport and exercise psychology, playing a little bit of golf. Uh, Matthew, very, very hungry, young uh, PGA professional. Uh, And as he was coaching me, we just started to synergize ideas. Uh, And we set up a little company called Leap Golf. Uh, And we, we coached in the local area, mainly juniors. And we really focused on how players can think to get the most out of their golf swing, rather than changing their golf swing all the time. You know, where can you put your attention to get the most out of your current movements? And then how do you practice so that you can find your, your, your best motor pattern or your best golf swing under, under the stress of competition? Uh, so we did this on a local level. Uh, and then we were fortunate enough to get a couple of players from the mini tour to like the challenge tour and European tour so we started to get a bit of credibility uh, then the crazy one I was at home one night eating my, my dinner and we got a mention on Sky Sport <laughs> uh, so people started to contact us and, and this led us to uh, actually found be a team part of a team that founded the Bishopsgate Golf Academy uh, based in Florida uh, and myself and Matthew did spent a lot of time trying our philosophies with you know a lot of international junior golfers of a very good level uh, and, and now we've made that jump to starting our own business, and we really want to become a, a very established education company within the golf world. We we want to do for practice and for sports psychology what TPI has, has done for fitness. That's that's our ultimate goal. So that's we're, uh, we're early on the journey, but we're trying hard.
2: Yeah, you're 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 well on your way. What, one of the on your website, you've got some great downloads and videos and menus. Uh, manuals on uh, on different aspects of the game and and one that uh, you sent out in an email last week was was on on the pre-shot routine and uh, I think a lot of people talk about pre-shot routine and and have some familiarity of it but most of us I don't think really know how to create an effective pre-shot routine and really what the purpose of it is for can you uh can you go through that for us? And first, what, what is a pre-shot routine and what, what element should it have in it?
4: Yeah, well firstly, thanks for um, opening our emails and, and going on the site, <laughs> that's great. We, we really appreciate it when, when people look at, look at our work. Um, yeah, with regard to the pre-shot routine, ultimately it, in golf, I, I think what a lot of the best in the world do is they focus on controlling what they can control. So for, for the people listening that are going into their, their round this weekend, you know, as you stand on the first tee, because of the way the human brain is wired, we start to maybe think about, you know, don't top it, don't hit it into the tree, don't embarrass yourself. Um, or, or if you're playing well, you start to think about, okay, don't screw up. If I can make par par, I'm going to win. Well, all of those things are, are, are outcomes and we actually can't control winning. Um, we can't really control where the ball ends up because it's you know that the environment around us is is imperfect. It's dynamic. It's always changing. Yes. And and as a human, if we focus on things we can't control, we get stressed, and then stress manifests in our body as as tension, higher heart rate, and now actually we can't control our golf swing as well as we could because of the the physiology of our body has now changed so our our thoughts change our feeling change and that that then can impact how the golf club moves around our body so what the best in the world do is they they tend to disassociate themselves with these outcomes and they create what's called a process focus so jason day is a great example of this and you know that i speak about him in the the article that you read and there's lots of video on our youtube channel about jason day And he has all of these steps that go in when he goes into the golf ball that are completely within his control. And we would call those process goals. So he sees the ball fly. He breathes. He walks to the ball at a certain pace. He's saying the same things in his mind every single time. And what he's doing is by process focusing his thoughts, he gets in this more relaxed bubble, which then reduces tension in his body which then allows him to access his, his best golf swing. So the pre-shot routine is really a series of process goals. And a process goal is something that we can absolutely control. And if you can focus on those going into the golf ball, you'll have a higher chance uh, of accessing that that better golf swing that, that you've been searching for.
2: That, that's a great explanation. You know, one, one of the things that I always tell people that I think that a separate... Separates the elite player from the the average player is that they have an awareness of their thoughts and have mechanisms in place to redirect those. And I I think that's exactly what you're describing. And um, you know I think it doesn't matter if it's Brent Snedeker yesterday, you know, on track to shooting 59 or uh, you know the 18 handicap or it up today. You know, everybody sees the water left and out of bounds right. It's how you, how you deal with those thoughts.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, to, to make reference to Snedeker, I saw a tweet from him this morning. He mentioned that he never thought about shooting 59 until the 16th tee. No, 17th tee. Wow. He said, he said with two holes to go, I thought about the 59, and then I realized I was actually going to do it. So it's not like he thought about it either and got scared. He was like, oh, I could, sh- I could shoot 59 in. Oh, I will shoot 59 in. And that was <laughs> it for him. But, you know, Snedeker and, and a lot of these elite players, they're equipped to deal with outcome focuses because, like you said, they have the awareness. So if, if we take someone like Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson, they look at leaderboards, they listen to the crowd. They want to know what score that they're, they're on and how many strokes behind. Because what that pressure does to them... It drives them deeper into their processes. Whereas most club golfers, when you realize, oh, if I go par par, I'm gonna win the club championship, that's a very that creates pressure. And a lot of club golfers don't have the the psychological characteristics or the processes to deal with that stress. So for me, what I recommend a lot of club golfers do is take a more like Trevor Immelman approach, who when he won the Masters. He did not look at one leaderboard he did not know he was going to win the masters until his caddy told him on the 72nd green hey man you've got i think three puts or four puts for it you know congratulations enjoy this moment so everyone's different everyone is different but for me most club golfers if if they could develop the skill to process focus their thoughts rather than outcome focus that would help them perform to a better level. And I couldn't agree more, it starts with awareness. And and actually, one of the first things I do when I work with people, even before we work on the pre-shot routine, I'll set them a challenge of going and playing nine holes and they have to put a tick or a cross if they have a negative thought or a positive thought. And then they have to put an O or a P if they're of outcome orientation or process orientation. And we tend to see a lot of O's for outcome, and we tend to see a lot of crosses for negative. <laughs> um, you know, and, it, and if you take what Tiger just did in the, in the US PGA,
5: even though he was hitting it all
4: over the place, there would be a lot of P's and there would be um, a lot of ticks. Yes. So, you know, you, 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 you ha- that ultimately what we're trying to do is this, this awareness that you mentioned, which is 100% correct, and then this process focus, it helps you get your thoughts and your feelings to match your intention at all times. And if you can do that, you will be in a better psychological and physiological state to move the golf club around your body.
2: Uh, that's great stuff, Ian. So, Ian, for, for the average club golfer, take us through the, the elements of a, of a good pre-shot routine.
4: You know, it's, it's very tough because everyone's different. Yes. And we're called game like training for a reason, b- because we know that. So, what I actually do is, I actually play game challenges um, with the people I work with. And I ask, and, and if we put them in a game or we put them in a challenge, I'll ask them for feedback. And if that game or challenge starts to help them hit the ball better or develop a Uh, what I would call a a focus of attention that helps them flow more, then potentially we know that that could be something that they'll put into their pre-shot routine. So I, I couldn't really give any generic advice, but what I can say is, you know, a prime example would be I would lay three golf balls on the floor and I would get my student to run 20 yards, touch the floor, run 20 yards back, and then they have to hit the ball in the center of the face. And as soon as they've hit, They go again. And then the next, they have to hit the next ball once they've done the sprints and run back. A bit like basketball suicides, but instead of touching the line, you hit the golf shot. And what that does is that helps students to actively discover how to breathe. And also it replicates the stress of of playing under pressure, higher heart rate, higher tension. So then I would ask the student, you know, what's your experience? And they say, oh, and when I breathe, I feel like I walk to the ball slower. There's less tension in my body. And if that was their feedback, then we might look at putting some form of breathing into uh, into their pre-shot routine. Another one I might do where players stand over the golf ball for too long and get very technical or get very anxious because of outcome fears. I would play a game called drop, set, hit. So I, just, I shout drop as I drop the ball. The player sets and hits. And then I shout drop and they shout set and hit. And it's really a rapid fire game and what you see is sometimes people that spend 20 and 30 seconds over the ball they start to hit the ball more free during this game so then how do we transition that experience into their pre-shot routine um and and my book and, and our website and youtube channel i think there's about 25 of those games but ultimately we play those games and then i want the player to develop the best pre-shot routine for themselves and as long as they're focusing on things that they can control, then it, it, it really helps process focus your thoughts and helps you relax. And, you know, maybe not increase performance straight away, but definitely enjoy this great game more. If you're process focused, you know, you're winning that one battle that matters the most, and that's the battle with your mind. Right. Uh, and that's going to lead to more enjoyment.
2: Um, Bottom line, that's what it's all about, is enjoying this great game.
4: Absolutely, because off the back of enjoyment will, be, will come the performance And I think that's what we see We see with Tiger um, You know, I, I've had students As they're over the golf ball A girl that I used to coach at the Bishopsgate, She would picture her favourite teddy bear In her mind As she was about to swing Because it got rid of any technical paralysis It got rid of outcome stress And actually the image of that teddy bear Was something that she was really connected with And she truly did hit better shots. So it's very hard to to give examples. I have a student who plays a very high level of college golf and he hums Michael Jackson songs to himself. Um, And then I have other students that are really, get super deep into their practice swing. And then all they're trying to do over the ball is recreate those same feelings of the practice swing. They're not trying to hit it in the hole. They're not trying to win the tournament. They're just trying to create the same feeling feelings of the practice swing so everyone's extremely different when it when it comes to their pre-shot routine Uh, and they should take time themselves on the range to to play some games or play challenges or try different interventions and discover what's best for them
2: yeah I think that's a great point it's something you you have to practice it's it's just not something that you can do you have to practice that just like you do making three foot putts and driving the ball and all the other skills that we have in the game, and it's something you have to acquire, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. And, and look, there's no doubt that golf coaches these days are highly driven and, and highly skilled people, and some of the knowledge that they have on biomechanics and wrist angles and how they use technology and floor pressures is amazing. And what I want to do and what myself and Matthew and Game like Training want to do is we want to give coaches the tools to help players with things like pre-shot, with help coaches, sorry, with things like pre-shot routines so then they can help their players. Um, Because I do believe that all of the stuff in the golf industry is amazing and we know so much about the swing. But how do you practice that? How do you learn that? And how do you access it under pressure? Because getting the perfect swing on the golf range is a lot easier because the environment is a lot safe than getting the perfect swing Going down the eighteenth hole when you're trying to win the club championship. Absolutely. So our tools are for coaches to help their players practice more effectively and engage in psychology in a way that they can get the best out of their, their mechanics.
2: Oh, that's great stuff, Ian. Ian, uh how do people learn more about game like training and and seeing all your great videos and, and manuals and, and those type of things?
4: Uh, yeah, I think the the, the The two um, simplest ways are, number one, the website. So the website is www.gltgolf.com. And there's lots of podcasts on there. You know, this isn't our information, really. We spend time with some really smart guys, uh, professors, um, and some amazing coaches. And we're getting their information and just packaging it up. So if you go on our website, you'll see podcasts with the people that have actually helped us develop these philosophies. Um, And also European tour players and and people like that. So there's some great podcasts, free downloads, lots of information on that site. Uh, Our YouTube channel is Game Like Training. And then very simply, people can email me. I'm very good at responding. So my email address is ihighfield at gltgolf.com.
2: No, that's great, well, Ian, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and certainly had a big impact on the things that I work on with uh, with my students that I coach so it's uh, appreciate what you do
4: well we you know I really appreciate you having us on, and this obviously gives us an opportunity to to get our website out there and hopefully help more coaches uh, get the players that that they work with to to think differently train differently and enjoy this this amazing game that's been so good to myself and, and to you
2: yeah we're very fortunate well ian i appreciate you coming on the show and uh hope to have you back on again real soon
4: love to thank you thank thanks you. so much thank you ian bye-bye Bye.
2: that was uh ian highfield with uh, game like training and uh we appreciate him being on the show
1: welcome back to lakes woods and irons with chris foley colin mcdonald with you 1380 kliz the fan and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills DM, the home of affordable luxury the 2019 Buicks. The uh, final major of the year out of the way, Chris, we kind of move on, but uh, this year uh, an event that's become just as popular or more popular than all the majors or certainly as popular is a Ryder Cup, and it's uh, getting right around the corner. We have the FedEx Cup, and then we have the Ryder Cup, so there's plenty of great golf uh, yet to be done this year.
2: Oh yeah, it's, uh, you know, we are in the heart of the golf season and, uh, things are kind of winding down, but, uh, gosh, I mean, you, you look, you, you've got, uh, this week is the Wyndham Championship and then you get into the, you know, the playoffs. So, well, you've you got two weeks and then, and then the playoffs start. So you've got, uh, uh, Dell Technologies Championship, BMW Championship, and, uh, then the Tour Championship, and then the Ryder Cup. So it's, um yeah, you know, the net, the next 5 weeks of golf are going to be fantastic.
1: Just quickly in our area locally we're going to have that uh pro am event on August the 22nd at uh, Legacy Courses, which is kind of fun. There's hopes to bring the web.com tour this direction and uh this is kind of the uh, baby steps of the first year of getting that accomplished.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you that the uh we've got some people working really hard to make that uh uh, that web.com event a reality and this is the this is just the first step in that and uh, uh, the response from uh, the community has been has been fantastic yeah and uh, so it is it, it's exciting it would be great to have uh, have a web.com event here in the uh, here in the Lakes area
1: oh man perfect fit I think and uh, we'll get back to the Ryder Cup. It's uh, generally speaking, some some positions are locked in, and then there's a a couple of captains' pick. Is that the same in the U.S. and in and in Europe, Chris?
2: Yep. So the the, the U.S. team, the top eight players are locked in the day after you know after the PGA Championship was kind of the final qualifying event. Four captains' picks remain, and then the European squad they they go until uh, September second uh for their top eight and they also have four captain's picks but um boy it's shaping up with i i would give uh the u.s a little bit of an edge right now but uh boy it's it's <laughs> well it's always strong on any side you can never you can never say one's better than the other but we you know our our, our eight right now are kepka dustin johnson justin thomas patrick reed bubba watson jordan spieth ricky fowler and webb simpson and you know, uh, I mean, when you look at the the, the next ten, oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> you know, I, I think Tiger Woods is going to be a lock for a captain's pick. I, can't, I I can't believe that Jim Furyk wouldn't pick him. Right. Uh, he's he's in eleven. Phil Mickelson at, at uh, number ten. Um, you know, it sounds like like Tiger is lobbying awfully hard for Bryson and Deschambeaux and ninth in the points right now, but uh, has not played well. Uh, over the last month, and then uh, Xander Shoffley is twelfth, Matt Kucher thirteenth, uh, Kevin Kisner who's just had a great second half of the summer fourteenth, yeah, Tony Finau is fifteenth, Kyle Stanley sixteenth. So,
1: all those guys better play pretty well because, like you say, I'm. It's a, almost certain you would think the Tigers is going to be a pick. Uh, I'd be stunned if he didn't pick Phil as well, if Phil's on the outside, but because uh, yeah. Phil just uh, gets himself up for those kind of events. so uh, and Right now he's 10th, which would be legit, but who knows where he could yeah. he, he hasn't been playing great lately, but uh, that's a tournament that seems to uh, interest him as much as anything else. Europeans are going to get us back, though, probably, Chris. They're going to set that course up uh, favorable to European style of golf. Which is uh, that's their right to do on on their yep, continent. Sure. So that's what we did here, certainly when it was in Minnesota, and
2: sure. uh, paid dividends for the U.S. team here. Yeah, yeah. You, when when you're the home or the host team, you know, you, there there's definitely some advantages and uh, the ability to set the course to your you know to favor your players is is one of them so it's uh the golf course is it, it, I would I would say the golf course itself is you know it's a, it's a pretty american friendly golf course but it'll be interesting to see how they how they do set it up
1: yeah um they might take the uh, of course they got some long hitters too but the uh, kepkos and dustin johnson of the world they may uh they may make them hit it even straighter. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, Or if, or if, a little if you, shorter. <laughs> if you if you look at their top eight currently, they got Francisco Molliari, Justin Rose, Trell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rom, Fjorn Bor Olson, Roy McRoy, Alex Norn. So you know, there's some long hitters there and and you know, some of the top players in the world for sure. So
1: Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be it's so great. Uh Can't wait for it to come around again. Chris, I wanted to compliment you. Last week I wasn't in on the interview with uh, Terry Hashimoto. I thought that was uh, quite good. It was very interesting to listen to Terry talk about the goals long term of all this uh, work he's doing with balance and that kind of thing, and uh, uh, not just the world of golf, but basically helping everybody with this. It's it's really a cool technology. But I was just uh, – you notice guys my age and maybe a little older – their what their gait isn't quite as uh, as balanced as it has been uh, throughout the, a lot of their life, and uh, the balance in the golf swing is so important that this uh, this drill, this product, and you are are involved in uh, some of the research in it as well. Uh, I know balance is just key in my golf swing, and when I think I'm determining more and more when my balance is off, I'm really terrible, and when I, my balance is good, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know. It- <laughs> yeah balance is such a huge part of the golf golf swing and uh you know one, one of the one of the things when you know all the all the working out and the that these players do at a high level uh you know everybody thinks it's for uh you know to be able to hit the golf ball longer but that's a small part of it but really the balance is a big part of it uh it's such a huge key and what what's what's nice about it is balance is something we can train and uh the better your balance is the, the better you play and uh kind of like you use i can definitely you know our from day to day our balance changes our equilibrium changes yeah uh, on the days where it's not as good i i can i can tell a difference in my golf swing and my golf game and so if you if you have that awareness and you're constantly Working on it and training it, it, um, it can make a big impact on your game.
1: I always thought out at Chambers Bay it was just an extraordinary performance by uh, Jason Day. He didn't win the tournament, but he had uh, vertigo, basically, uh, several oh. times during that tournament. And somehow he kept playing, and he stayed right in contention until just a few holes to go on the last day. It was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, that performance was was incredible when you consider you know what, what he was fighting through. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, almost m- 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 something that most mere mortals couldn't, couldn't do
1: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Close your eyes and swing. You did all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Chris, uh, another good show in the books, a little bit different this week. I'm going to be, uh, out of uh, out of the area for a couple of days, so we're going to do this a little early as far as these two segments. You're All listen- right, Mac,
2: have a great trip and uh, kind of fun talking the day after a major rather than several days down the road.
1: It is, yeah, when the excitement is right there and uh, palpable, as they say. All right, Chris, thank you. Thank you, Mac. That's Chris Foley. I'm Mac. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.
0: Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by... Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea hive Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Creggins. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380-K-L-I-Z, The Fan.
5: Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time, with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit paraguard.com.